0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Words With Myself. As humanity advances and we have better medical practices and safer civilizations, we have more laws in place and more practices that ensure that things are safer and more secure and more reliable than ever. We have more safety measures than ever before. And there is a heavy effort to reduce risk. And to create an environment where we do feel safe and comfortable and in control is predominantly what we're after. We want to feel like we are in control of our own lives and prolonging that. We want to believe that we can postpone the inevitable and we know we're going to die, but we want to think that we can control that and prevent it from happening. You know, for uh, delay it for as long as possible. And despite the fact that, you know, anything could happen at any point in time, we like to think that if we follow a certain protocol, we will be able to live a full life. And we don't often consider the possibility that we're going to die unless something like a freak accident happens. And it is shaping up that our lifespans are increasing and we seem to be living longer. But there is a knock-on effect that this desire of control is having on us. And the levels of anxiety, maybe it could be awareness, or maybe it is something that is provoking this, but the levels of people who are reportedly saying that they have anxiety and higher levels of anxiety are going through the roof. And yes, it it may be partly due to an awareness thing, but it's also a comfort thing. We are not confronted on a daily basis by things that are going to harm us or kill us. Therefore, that we are not going through the correct cycles of danger. We experience danger more now psychologically than we do physically. We're not put in situations where we have to experience that level of danger, that flight or fight mechanism. And we can simulate it through things like martial arts and adrenaline activities and stuff like this, which kind of simulate that, Feeling of danger, but really, it's no substitute for what we used to have to face, where we didn't know when we were next going to eat, or there was thousands of things that were trying to kill us all the time, and there was predators around, and we were constantly having to defend ourselves and from other people, and you know, other countries still experience this now with like wars and stuff like that, where they live in a place where that reality is a lot more common. They're confronted with death and violence a lot more often. I have the luxury of being from England where we don't really have any natural disasters. There's no real animals that are dangerous, no poisonous animals or no real predators. We have no wars going on on our soil and it's relatively a safe and comfortable place. There is obviously parts of danger and there's crime and stuff like this. But relatively speaking, we are afforded an extremely high level of comfort and safety. Most people could go about their entire life without having to confront any form of real danger aside from maybe like getting hit by a car or something like that. Like that's the highest level of risk that they have to worry about. So what this means is that we are obsessed with controlling it and avoiding that feeling, that feeling of our own mortality. But what I have come to realise is that at the root of anxiety is the obsession and attachment to outcome. From surface level way to deep down, we know full well that we cannot control outcome. Despite the fact that we try in so many ways, we cannot control outcome. And the more anxiety you experience will be the more you worry about trying to pick an outcome. For instance, let's say you experience social anxiety and you're at a party and you want to approach a group of people, but you're feeling all of the symptoms of anxiety, you know, your palms are getting sweaty, your heart's racing, and you start to like hyperventilate, and you realize that you're either having a panic attack or an anxiety attack. And what that, what is running through your mind, or at least at the subconscious level, is you are worrying about the outcomes of you approaching those that group of people. You are worried that, they might not like you. They might make fun of you. Um, if, if they do like you, um, will you like them? You know, are, are you going to get on with them? You know, what's going to be expected of you if you have a positive reaction? Are you going to have to constantly keep maintain this friendship? Is that going to be another thing? And you know, all these possibilities are running through your head because you don't know what the outcome is, and you want to believe that you are in control. So to reduce your level of anxiety, you increase the idea of control so you say okay well if i avoid approaching these people then that means i know what the outcome of that will be yes i know that i won't make friends i won't you know meet new people i won't make friends with these people but that is the known right that is the i i that is the acceptable known it's bad but it's known so i can accept that that i can accept that as the worst case scenario because it's known if i don't approach these people yes, I won't make friends, but I also will know what the outcome is going to be. So then I don't feel anxious. Whereas if I don't, if I do approach them, I don't know what the outcome of that's going to be. There is too many variables. Therefore, I experience symptoms of anxiety. And aside from the obvious problem there, which is if you never broach that that situation, if you never overcome it, then you're never going to meet new people and you're never going to make new friends. There is also the fact that There are loads of situations where you don't have the opt out situation. Maybe it is life and death or maybe it's just maybe in order to advance your career. It depends on you taking this step forward. Maybe, you know, in order to do the thing that you love, in order to connect with your passion. Maybe it's like music and that means that you have to connect with like a producer and, you know, you have to mingle with people and interact socially. There is not always a way out. But there is a way to overcome. And in order to do that, you almost have to accept the fact that you don't have control. It's hard to relinquish control. And it almost is impossible to do it voluntarily. To say, you know, I am just going to let this turn out however it wants to be. Like, when you experience anxiety, it feels like you are going to kill yourself. Like, this is a situation that is life or death. And then if you accept that, you're basically, every decision is accepting that you're going to die if you put yourself in it voluntarily. Therefore, that situation is incredibly difficult to force yourself through. You can't just get over it. It's not a tangible solution. So what is the solution? I mean, this is something that many people ask and, you know, it's being investigated time after time after time after time about people trying to understand how to, you know, help anxiety. And there's loads of techniques out there in order to help it. But I have a few ways that have helped me personally. And that there are, there are hundreds of techniques out there, and I'm sure that You know, if you spend the time and you probably know already a bunch of, if you have these kind of experiences, then you're probably well clued up with how to kind of resolve them. But just from my personal point of view, some things that have helped me have been narrowing down the possibilities. If I let my mind overrun and I think about, I I can think of 10,000 possibilities of how any one situation will go. And it is exhausting to put yourself through that for every decision that you're going to make. So, It may sound crazy, but what I do is I consider only the absolute worst-case scenario and the best-case scenario. And it's hard to make the worst-case scenario realistic, to be honest, because you say, like, what is the worst-case scenario? If you're going to constantly say, death. Death is the worst-case scenario. I approach these this group of people, and then one of them laughs at me, and then I choke on my bit of food, and then I die. That's not really a realistic worst-case scenario. So, you have to frame it right and you have to say, okay, what is the worst case scenario here? The worst case scenario really is I approach these people, they all laugh at me, they ridicule me, um, you know, everyone in the party laughs at me and hates me, and I go home incredibly embarrassed, frustrated, with a bruised ego. And then the best possible scenario would be I approach this group of people. They're all really lovely. I make an amazing group of friends and they could be potentially lifelong friends that I might have. But that saves me from being like, Oh, if I approach, I might trip over on the, on the way over. Uh, then when I was in there, I might stumble on my words. You know, thinking about all of the, all of the different like micro variations of a situation is not helpful for me. Narrowing it down to best and worst and then accepting both. That for me helps. Knowing that, okay, I accept worst case scenario and best case scenario. Therefore, anything in the middle, any variance on that, I, I'm kind of okay with because I've accepted worst and best case scenario. Which then becomes a case of it's easier to relinquish control to two knowns, if that makes you know, like it's I know that this is the worst thing that can happen and this is the best thing that can happen. And I'm okay with either of those. I mean, if the answer is that you're not okay with accepting both, then you're probably not going to put yourself in that situation anyway. You know, if you're if you're like tight ro- roping over a cliff edge and you're like, well, worst case scenario is I fall, the clip breaks and I die. That, if, if you're experiencing anxiety about that and you're, you're not prepared, then, you know, that's not going to be something that you're going to be willing to do because you're not willing to accept death for the sake of this activity. Maybe you are. Maybe that is something that you, you know, I love rock climbing or I love tightrope walking so much that I am willing to die for it. That might be something that you that you can accept. And the people that are way up at the top level of that, that's what they do. They're willing to die for what they love. The other thing is breaking things down. So if you, which we've, I think I spoke about this on a previous podcast, but yeah, um, if you can, break something down to the smallest level of exposure and work your way up from that. Just building up your, your toughness and your, your mental fortitude towards getting over these things. And it is literally like combating that feeling of you are going to die. It is not easy. But you can work to an increment where you think that you could manage it and work back from that. Like, what is the closest thing that I could manage to do about this? So if it was, I want to be a rapper, but I have extreme anxiety about singing in front of people, then if I work back from that, what is the closest manageable chunk that I could get to that? Maybe it's recording myself when no one's around, and then maybe I can work up the courage to play that for someone. Maybe just recording it is a challenge in itself. Maybe it's just singing out loud with no one around. Like there is ways that you can expose yourself to this kind of interaction while reducing the risk of the situation. Something I really love is is like a common thought in psychology is that you don't get less afraid, you just get mentally tougher. Like that anxiety stays with you, but you build through it. You get used to pushing through that kind of fear which is not something that i ever thought when i was a kid i thought that i would get less afraid and i always thought well you know when i when i was experiencing anxiety i would think why am i afraid of this and i would almost like reprimand myself and and think like oh i'm such a coward like why am i afraid of this and i would push through and i would do it but i would be annoyed that i was afraid because i didn't understand that like the strong part is doing it anyway or like getting over it in your own time and way and space, doing it eventually, no matter how long it takes you to build up to do it, that is the tough part. That's you becoming stronger. And then you don't mind doing that because you've done it once before. That's you getting stronger. That's not you getting less afraid. And that also means that when you do things, you can recognize like, oh, yes, I'm scared, but I have experience in this. So for instance, like, in a, in a really rudimentary example for me, is like snowboarding. And there's this like one box slide that I hate doing. I can't stand it. Every time I go to do it, I am like panicking about doing it because I completely ate crap once on it and like almost broke my back over it. But I, I slowly did it. I like started on like re- going really slowly, doing it at a safe speed and did the whole working my way up thing. But when I was doing it and I've done it like 50 times, 50 times in a row. And I was like, why am I still scared about this? And that was making me more scared because I didn't know why I was still scared. I was like, oh, if I'm scared, it must be because I can't do it kind of thing. Or like, if I'm scared, there must be a reason for it. Because I didn't understand that I was looking at it the wrong way. I was trying to not be scared of it rather than to overcome that fear and to become stronger. That fear would be present still, and I would still worry about it, but I would be confident in my ability to do it, even though I was scared. But just the presence of that fear was enough to kind of throw me off. And then lastly, I would say, is understanding the root of fears. So yes, of course, understanding the fact that it comes from a lack of control, but there is also fears that stem from trauma, and healing that trauma is a key step towards becoming less anxious something like if you've always struggled with anxiety and yet you've always kind of fought for approval and had to feel like you earned approval that kind of trauma that you experience when you're younger translates to social anxiety because you feel like you're not good enough to be you know operating within a social situation you feel like there's so you put so much pressure on yourself to do something to be accepted rather than believing that you should be inherently accepted just because of who you are just because you are worthy of love and respect and appreciation just for being you you feel like you have to earn that from the group and that that comes from like that child trauma of feeling like you have to compete and fight for attention and affection so those three things combined like healing healing the trauma is like the ongoing process which will help develop you and make you you know stronger and more feel more secure and more safe in yourself um, accepting both outcomes is something that's like when you're confronted with a situation where it's like here and now and you have to do something that helps me when I'm experiencing anxiety and it's like that i don't have the time to do like all the trauma work it's like right here i'm confronted with the situation right now that's something that i can do in the immediate and then incremental progress is for something that you're scared to do that you have to do in the future and you want to work towards that so that's kind of like the three different ways that i use uh, in a combination with many other things um but yeah they are the kind of three pinnacle things that have really helped me take control of my emotional state while simultaneously allowing me to accept and relinquish control in itself. I am okay with not knowing what the outcome is going to be because I have accepted all outcomes. So I hope you found some value from this. We, I think we all experience anxiety just at different periods of our life and at different intensities and levels, but hopefully you were able to pick up some insights into that feeling and where it stems from, and what you can do about it. Thank you for listening.